Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm so blessed to be your host for this hour. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Greeley in beautiful northern Colorado. And so I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. Always a blessing, always a delight, and an honor to be with you for uh, this program, Calvary Live, where you get to call in, you the listener, and you get to ask questions about the Bible or about Christian living, and you get to also give your prayer requests, and we join together, and we go to the throne of grace, as Hebrews 4 declares, in time of need. So this is a very wonderful program that uh, we all get to be a part of. This is really your program, you the listener, and so I would encourage you, call in, uh, with your questions and your prayer requests. Uh, we only got an hour together. It goes by fairly quickly. And so the call-in number is 303-690-3000. We got all open lines. Grab one of those open lines because once the calls come in, um, you know, they can uh, begin to uh, get backed up a little bit. But uh, we want to get to everyone uh, and all who call in. And so we invite you call in. 303-690-3000. We got all open lines, and we got people listening in uh, on Grace FM, of course, along the front range uh, of Colorado and up into southern Wyoming. We got a very warm day, a very dry wind, and we are headed towards the traditional beginning of summer this weekend. And so I pray uh, that our summer would be a time of growth and refreshment and um, a time where the Lord is really working in our lives. And I know that it's perhaps has been a very dry and uh, barren or difficult season the last three months with everything that we're dealing with. But I do know that the Lord wants to work. And, and I hope that as you listen to Grace FM, the wonderful Bible teaching that takes place 24-7 in the worship and in this program, that you will be renewed and refreshed in the Lord. So we're so grateful uh, that we have the Lord, His promises, and uh, He is still with us. So uh, give me a call. If you need prayer, if you need encouragement, if you have a question, 303-690-3000. We have a dedicated text line as well that you can text in a question or a prayer request, and that is at 720-336-0897. And as a lot of you know, and I want to remind you, that that text line is a 24-7, uh, that is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, prayer line if you have a prayer request day or night. And there are those that uh, on staff, uh, pastoral staff down in Aurora in a prayer team that will be taking those prayer requests and they will be praying for you. And uh, so we have this wonderful ability to be able to connect uh, 24-7 and having people pray for us and pray for you specifically during next, next hour of Calvary Live. Uh, if you have a prayer request, we will take those prayer requests 
and would love to be able to pray with you and encourage you any way that we can. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call for uh, Calvary Live. Love to hear from you. I want to welcome also all those who are listening on the East Coast on Hope and Truth FM. You too can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and we'd love to, to hear from you. We uh, always are very blessed to be connected to you on the East Coast on those radio stations and so give me a call, those of you that are in uh, Pennsylvania or New Jersey or Maryland or uh, parts of Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, North Carolina on Truth FM. Love to hear from you. Pray you're doing well. Uh, so give us a call at 303-690-3000. And then the growing audience and our online listeners that are listening from Kansas to up uh, in Washington and southern uh California and Vegas and Phoenix and uh, in Texas and up in the Midwest. We welcome you as well. You too can call it that number that I just gave to you. And uh, I would encourage you, if you haven't done so, uh, to download the Grace FM app on your phone, on your tablets. Very easy to do. Just uh, type in Grace FM and it only takes a minute and you can listen to wonderful Bible teaching. Um, on the app, and then also listen to this program as well. There's other features that will be a blessing to you. And then also those who are listening on the website of Grace FM, we welcome you as well. We even got international listeners, such as from South Africa in Ukraine. We're so glad that you can join us for today's program. we got all open lines right now, so give me a call. And love to hear from you, and love to uh, talk with you about the things of the Lord. Uh, things that are important to you, um, things that matter to you, and let's go to the Word of God together as we look to be encouraged. I want to read to you from Psalm 25 um, that David writes, To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed, and let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without a cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths, and lead me in your truth, and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. And so it's a wonderful psalm of David waiting on the Lord. Um, It's a plea of deliverance as you go through this psalm, 22 verses. Um, And it's something that um, brings comfort to us as we know that uh, we need his leading his guidance, and he desires to do that. He desires to lead us and guide us in in truth and to teach us, and he desires to do that work even in whatever situation that we find ourselves in. So I want to encourage you. uh, We want to point you to the scriptures. We want to point you to God's word and uh, love to do that. So we got all open lines. Let me know that you're there. Let me know that you're listening. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, and love to talk with you. Here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, I'll just share with you what we're doing here. We're continuing with online services. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, uh, you can uh, hear the teaching in the book of Jeremiah. It's been a wonderful, wonderful study that we have done in Jeremiah. And Jeremiah is starting to go through persecution. And as he is, it's very hard. It's very difficult. And it's interesting because in Jeremiah, as we went over chapter twenty. Uh, last time, 
that Jeremiah, he says, I'm not going to speak the word anymore. And he's just sharing his frustration with the Lord. And uh, and the Lord begins to minister to him. And, and the Lord is assuring Jeremiah that he has a ministry that uh, the Lord's going to see him through and, and that the Lord uh, wants him to give the word of the Lord. And Jeremiah says that the word of the Lord burned in my heart. And, and so uh, we have that study we're going to continue in. And, uh, and I would invite you to join us. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org is our website. Uh, Wednesday night study, the book of Jeremiah. It's an incredible book as Jeremiah is speaking to a nation uh, that um, is dying a nation that is going to go off into captivity because of their disobedience to the Lord and and uh, forsaking the Lord and going after the idols. And, and uh, there's so much that we can uh, look at in the book of Jeremiah as it relates to what we see going on around us and stuff. And, and um, I think that uh, as we do, we are greatly encouraged as Christians that God is still working in our lives and his promises are still true. So join us at 7 o'clock for studying the book of Jeremiah. And uh, and we also invite you on Sunday morning at 9.30. We're doing on live uh, with our study in Matthew's Gospel. And we're going through the Sermon on the Mount. And so it's the longest teaching of Jesus that we have in the Gospels. And uh, we are right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount and so join us for that at 9.30. Again, our uh, Facebook page, Calvary Chapel Greeley, uh, you can also tune into as well. And uh, then we'll be hopefully be making a decision and uh, making an announcement here before too long about um, getting in-person services started in, in June, and we're hoping to be able to do that. Hey, waiting for calls, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got all open lines and the text number is 720-336-0897 and love to talk with you. Love to pray with you. Give give me a call. Give me a text. This is really your show. Uh, without you uh, connecting with us, uh, I can keep talking and I have lots of talking um, points, but I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I'd love to be able to encourage you in any way that we can. So give us a call, 303-690-3000. The Christian world did lose a great leader today, uh, uh, Ravi Zacharias. And uh, he was a great Bible teacher, uh, apologist. And uh, he uh, had a rare form of cancer, and he went home to be with the Lord uh, today, early this morning. And so many of you... Uh, were blessed by him. He was an author, wrote many books. Matter of fact, I got one of his books sitting right here that oftentimes I'll turn to, uh, The Kingdom of the Colts. And uh, it is something that uh, he, Walter Martin, Dr. Walter Martin, he was a uh, an apologist as well. And he wrote Kingdom of the Colts. And uh, so that's been updated and he, and. and and Ravi Zacharias is the general editor to the latest edition because so many more cults have come into the church and into the world and started. And uh, he was just a great scholar with a gentle spirit. And many of you were blessed. He was the author of, I believe, over 30 books. And so we want to, um, you know, just pray for him. Uh, that is his family, his widow, 
And Father, we do. We thank you that we have his books, his lectures, uh, going to campuses, going around the world, uh, an apologist defending the faith. We thank you that we have those recordings. But Lord, as he is uh, with you, uh, forever with you, um, gone home and um, no more suffering, but Lord, we pray for his widow. We pray for his family as they grieve during this time that, Lord, that you'd bring comfort to them and just assurance. We're so grateful that we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, we just pray uh, that um, you would continue to raise up uh, those who are great scholars and gentle and led by your spirit like uh, he was. Uh, defending the faith, being able to to give a reasonable defense and answer to those who are asking. Um, and Lord, I just thank you for his ministry, how many of us have been blessed uh, by his ministry. And uh, and we just thank you for the blessing um, that we have that's left behind, uh, his books, his teachings, everything else. So Lord, we just left his family up to you right now in their time of grieving. In Jesus' name, amen. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Greeley. Love to hear from you. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Gail in Evans. Hi, Gail. Hi, Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much for all you do, first of all. It's, it's a privilege. Well, I know the devil would like to use this time of separation to his advantage, and I thank you for gathering and helping us remember this closeness, even without being, we are the Church. Thank you for reminding us of that. Yeah, and we are, and we need to constantly be reminded of that. Church is not dead, um, and, you know, the Lord still wants to use us, but it is hard when we can't be together face-to-face, so. so. It is, it is. Uh, Well, I, I heard the other day do some prayer for pain relief for someone in pain, and I would like some prayer for um, strength and relief as well, as well as encouragement to be filled daily, restored with the Holy Spirit. And if it's not God's will, just if it's not edifying for me to be healed or relieved, just reminding myself His grace is sufficient. I just need help and strength. Yeah, amen, amen. And we're going to pray for that, and we can go to the Lord and and uh, pray that, uh, you know, um, you prayed for the filling of the Holy Spirit. It reminded me when you said that, that in Luke's Gospel, that Jesus said for, you know, who, um, if, a, if a son asks his father for bread, would he, you know, give him a stone? Of course not. And he goes on to say that your father in heaven who is good, how much more he will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. And I think that as you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, more of the Holy Spirit, that the Lord's going to honor that. And Father, so we do pray for Gail. She um, she's, has pain, um, and Lord, um, she knows that your grace is sufficient. But Lord, I pray for your healing touch upon her. I pray that you would relieve the pain, that you would take the pain away, um, that, Lord, that you bring healing to her, that you bring strength to her. And not only strength physically, but, Lord, that you bring strength emotionally and spiritually. And, Father, as she has asked, and, and it is Jesus that said that 
how much the Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. She asks in faith right now. And I pray that you would fill her with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would come upon her in power, that she can be a witness um, to the people around her, to live the life that you want her to live. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, just bless her in every way, physically, again, emotionally, spiritually. And I thank you for her encouragement. I thank you for uh, her desire to draw closer to you. And Lord, I pray that she would perceive your presence in a very real way. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. You bet, Gail. God bless you. God bless you. You have a great evening. Maybe you need prayer. 303-690-3000. We've got a couple open lines. Love to hear from you. Love to just take a couple minutes to pray. And uh, and there's power in prayer. Um, and we'd love to be able to make ourselves available during this hour and also during the text line. Um, 720-336-0897. Um, that is open 24-7 for prayer requests. Sometimes we get hesitant to ask for prayer. And as we get hesitant because we think it's somehow it's we're weak or it's not very spiritual, um, you can look at the book of Romans chapter 15. You look at the prison epistles. Paul asked for prayer. He asked for prayer for himself. And uh, I figure if Paul, who is a giant in the faith, uh, a great man of faith, can ask for prayer, I can ask for prayer. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, and we need prayer. And uh, don't be afraid to ask for prayer. Call in or, you know, for some, to pray for somebody that you care about. And, um, and I think it touches the heart of the Lord when we come to him in that way. 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Dwayne's on line too. Hi, Dwayne. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? Good. How are you pretty, today? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, just, good. uh, Confirm. Well, I don't know. They talked about it last week, but uh, this Sunday, um, the Independent Grace Baptist Church in Lewisbury, they're they're opening up and they're dividing the the services up. And this is the first time since this uh, this this uh, shutdown or whatever you want to call it right. has occurred that they've uh, opened up the building at all for anything except for like. You know, the maintenance and pastors are there and a little bit. I mean, about two weeks ago, they actually started opening up and letting people, uh, like, uh, come in for, like, counselors and meetings and stuff like that. I mean, before that, it was like they had it, like, shut down for, like, two months or so, or however long it's been, where nobody was in. Yeah. You know, except for the, you know, maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a so. difficult season for all of us trying to make this decision. So, you know, and pastors right now are having to make a decision when to open up and being led by the Lord, and, and everyone's being led a little bit differently. Um, but, Father, I do pray. I pray for um, this church that is opening on Sunday in-person services. And, and I just pray that um, it would be a time of rejoicing for the people, um, that uh, that as the pastoral staff or the pastor is is making this decision that um, that Lord that you give him a peace about it that everyone would be safe that Lord your word goes forth and your church is still alive 
but Lord, I just pray that all the the thinking and thoughts of of uh, all the um, practical things that need to be done for safety, to be responsible, um, and Lord, uh, preaching the gospel um, would all be in factor that it go well, and the people would have rejoicing hearts as they gathered together once again. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a good one. All right, Dwayne, thanks. Appreciate it. God bless you. 303-690-3000. we got open lines right now. Love to talk to you. The text line is 720 and 336-0897. You know, uh, every pastor is having to make a decision. That this this is absolutely um, just uh, amazing, um, hard. It, it's uh, you know we uh, desire to teach God's word. I I've been pastoring for 27 years. I've been here in Greeley. We started uh, in our living room, which is about 10 people, uh, 24 years ago. And uh, what God has done has been absolutely amazing. And but we've never gone through anything like this. We've been through the trials. We've been through the difficulties, the testing of time. Uh, but this hit all of us very suddenly, abruptly. All of a sudden, uh, churches not only here in Colorado but across the nation were um, were having to shut the buildings down for in-person services. And one of the things, again, I think I said this yesterday, and I reminded my congregation on on Sunday— and last Wednesday, we've never closed the church. The church has always been open to where uh, people can get prayer. We're having drive-through prayer time. Matter of fact, uh, if you're in the Greeley area, we're going to this Saturday from 10 to noon out in the parking lot. You can come through and receive prayer, and and we'll pray for you. You don't have to get out of your car, and we'd love to pray for you and see you. Uh, so come join us, and we got packets for the kids for their crafts. It's a really neat little birdhouse. So for you guys in Greeley, uh, be sure to email Barbara, and they'll put it together. I wanted to take one home uh, it, because it was so cool, and it has a little cross on the the uh, birdhouse, and you can have Christian birds, you know, in your backyard. But um, it's a really neat craft. I think the kids will really, really enjoy it. And uh, we'd love for you to come pick one of those up. Just uh, be sure to email uh, Barbara Figs at ccgreeley.com or ministry, uh, children's ministry director, and her and Angie, our leaders, uh, will be putting those together for you to pick up and then receive prayer. So the church has never been closed. We've been here every day praying and ministering and uh, doing what we can do, uh, but we do. Um, look forward to the time where we can do in-person services and every pastor is having to follow what the Lord is leading them to. And um, it's a little bit different. And I know that uh, there's a lot of voices out there. Um, I want to hear one voice, and that is the Lord, to give me a peace that rules in my heart. And he promised that he would do that. And it reminds me of what Isaiah chapter 30 says, that when we go to him for counsel— you know, the Isaiah was writing that when uh, God's people were looking to go to Egypt, trying to make an alliance with Egypt to save them from the Assyrians, and they, you know, were looking to uh, have Egypt help them and be their uh, one that uh, can save them. 
and Isaiah says, Woe to the rebellious children of Israel, for you seek um, counsel, but not of me. You go to Egypt, and Pharaoh is not going to help you. The fast Arabian horses are uh, not going to be able to uh, bring you victory. It's all going to be in vain. But it, it is Isaiah speaking the words of the Lord, saying, Come home, come back to me. Come and return to me, and in returning to me will be your confidence and your strength. So first of all, we go to the Lord. And then second of all, we wait on him, just as I read from Psalm 25. uh, For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day, David writes. And, And a lot of us are waiting on the Lord. You're waiting on the Lord in your own life, on plans this summer. And I want to encourage you um, that there's there's blessing in waiting on the Lord. It's hard because we live in an instant world. And uh, we live where we like to communicate instantly. We, We love things to happen right away. But if we carry that into our spiritual lives, sometimes we get frustrated and we get rushed. And we get impatient. And and I know that uh, I need to be careful of that, just like all of us do. But waiting on the Lord, he desires for us to then, as we do, to hear from him. So number one, we go to him. Second of all, we wait on him. And then thirdly, in Isaiah chapter 30, we will hear from him. And he promises that he'll be a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. Go to the right and go to the left. So maybe perhaps you're praying for some decisions that you need to make. You're waiting on the Lord in in some area of your life. Go to him. He will be faithful to minister to you, to speak to you, that you will hear a voice behind you going, saying, this is the way. Go to the right and go to the left. And that's so critical because the Lord has not gone silent. He's still speaking through his word in a still small voice. We got all open lines here, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. Love to pray with you any way that we can. Um, love to be able to do that and um, and pray with you for any prayer needs that you might have. There is one uh, we're going to pray for, a text that uh, a prayer request that came in. Pray for my relationship with my wife. It's been hard and, um, and working home full-time with four kids uh, as well, and it's a hard season, and um, it can be stressful. And um, so we just pray for this marriage couple. Lord, as working from home, there's four kids. It can be hard. It can be different. And I just pray that there be coming together in understanding and clarity and patience. And, Lord, in this hard season um, that is very stressful, that you would relieve the stress that you would bring peace into the situation, Lord, that you would uh, minister um, your love to them. Uh, You would, uh, Lord, uh, just uh, give them strength um, in having four kids, raising four kids myself. Um, I I know how hard it can be for the parents and challenging it can be, but there can be tremendous blessing in it. And I pray that they would discover that. And I pray that they would discover that children are a blessing from you. And your word declares it. And Lord, I pray that you would just draw them closer to you, that they would be able to take each other by the hand, this married couple, and be able to go to you and find strength and peace. And Lord, just wisdom. And Lord, that this family would all draw close to you.
and that you would do that work in, in an incredible way, that they would sense your presence. Just be with them right now and help this husband be able to serve his wife and to love his wife as Christ loves the church, to live with her in an understanding way, to help her relieve distress. And I pray that uh, you would just work in that way because you desire to, to make their marriage stronger, to make their family stronger in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe it's been a difficult season for you at home. Whatever the case may be, we have all open lines. We're going to go to break. Break's about two minutes, so grab one of those open lines. Love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Figs from Calvary Greeley in Northern Colorado. So glad to be with you today on today's program. And so this is a program where you get to call in and you get to uh, ask questions or give a prayer request. Love to pray with you. It's an honor to pray with you and minister to you in that way. And so give me a call. We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text line again, 720-336-0897. You can text in a question or you can uh, text in a prayer request. It is a 24-7 uh, prayer line um, that you can uh, use anytime, day or night, and there is a prayer team, and there are uh, pastors that will be looking at that, praying for you, and um, and responding to you. So uh, a great, great uh, opportunity for you just to receive prayer. We all need prayer right now. Prayer is very important in the church and to us as Christians. And uh, we need to be in that place of praying for one another, in that place of going to the Lord and seeking Him and uh, looking to Him. And and that's one of the things that uh, I've been desiring to do. It's just, Lord, I I need to hear from You. And uh, here are the challenges, here are the difficulties, here's the worries, here's all those things, and give it all to the Lord. And uh, so use that text line, 720-336-0897. Uh, For the rest of the show, if you uh, give a prayer request, we will pray for you uh, as we continue with the show. A couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, but let's go to Jackie um, in Aurora. Hey, Jackie. You there on line one? Jackie in Aurora. So he went, but hey, we're going to go ahead and pray. Um, he had a prayer request for his mom, um, who's elderly, sick, and in a nursing home. Of course, nursing homes have been hit hard by um, uh, the COVID-19. Uh, I know that up here in Greeley, uh, it has hit hard, in, um, particularly one of the nursing homes, but in many of them. And um, it has hit nursing homes all across the country in a hard way. So, Jackie, we would love to to just pray for your mom, and uh, and we do. We just pray 
um, for Jackie's mom. Uh, we just pray for uh, her health. We just pray that you keep her safe. Um, she's elderly. Um, apparently she's sick. We don't know what's wrong with her, but you do, Lord. And I just pray that as he is concerned for his mom, that you would just touch her and strengthen her, be with her and protect her, and those in the nursing home. Because we know that this COVID-19 has hit nursing homes so hard, and they're very vulnerable. Lord, you love the elderly. They are not forgotten by you. And Lord, I just pray for this one um, whose son has asked for prayer. And I just pray for healing upon her. I just pray that you touch her, that you, again, would just be with those who have elderly parents in nursing homes right now that are very concerned. And uh, I pray that uh, you keep them safe uh, to where we can't visit uh, those who we love in nursing homes. Um, And it's been very, very difficult. And so, Lord, I just pray that Again, during this time where we're separated in so many different ways, isolated perhaps, that you would just uh, bring those that can minister somehow through the radio, uh, somehow phone calls, uh, through technology, uh, the, you know, um, Skype, uh, whatever it might be, uh, to be able to talk to our loved ones in nursing homes, to be able to encourage them and to pray for them, that they would know that they're not alone. But most of all, that you're with them, you're ministering. We pray for protection. All those uh, in the nursing home just work to to bring safety and relief to them. And for Jackie's mom, we lift up to her. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We've discovered a lot of technology, haven't we, during this time uh, to stay connected and not, you know, just uh, Zoom has been a big one. We've done Zoom uh, meetings with people and youth and with the children's ministry. We did it last week uh, with the different classes. And, you know, the kids just stay connected. And I know that you have as well in your workplace and with family members. But uh, we're grateful for the technology. Um, we know that FaceTime is used by hospitals to connect visitors because we haven't been able to go into hospitals and visit those who are sick. And and so we're grateful for that. And And we do look forward to when we can be together face to face. Speaking of um, those who are sick and praying, a text message came in. The story of the centurion, why is it a little different in the Gospels? Matthew says it was his servant talking with Jesus, and I think Luke makes it sound it was the centurion himself. And there is a little bit different account to that. And uh, in Luke chapter 7, I believe, um, that we see that actually the elders of the Jews, um, he sent elders of the Jews to him. They said, he's a good man. He's built us a synagogue, all this. He loves our nation. And Jesus went to the, with them, and he was already not far from the house. And the centurion sent friends to him saying, Lord, uh, do not trouble yourself, for I'm not worthy that you should enter under my house. We have Matthew's account, which is a little bit different. I'm going to try to find it real quick. I believe in Matthew chapter 8 is where it is, if I remember. And in Matthew chapter 8, we have um, that when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I will come. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy 
that uh, you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. The difference is that um, oftentimes this man, the centurion, and it is interesting that every time that a centurion is mentioned uh, in the Scriptures, and I believe there's four times in the New Testament, that when they are mentioned, they're always mentioned in a positive light. This is the first one that is mentioned, and he is one that, um, you know, helped the Jews. Um, A centurion was one that uh, would uh, uh, be one that would, um, you know, uh, uh, be over 100 soldiers and things like that. But uh, this one was seen in a positive way to the nation, and he has a servant that is uh, sick, and... um, and there in Capernaum, so he comes, and he's pleading with Jesus on behalf of his servant. And we know that the Luke's gospel, Doctor Luke writes, that is the servant, you know, one of the servants that came, the elders that came. They were messengers for the centurion. So them coming and the servant coming on behalf of the centurion would be like him coming. So uh, I think Luke gives a more further account of it, and uh, they, you know, asked for healing, and Jesus was going to go to the house, uh, but the message was given, you don't need to come to the house, uh, because I'm a man of authority. That's why he sent his servant to talk to Jesus, and uh, just speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. And Jesus marveled at the centurion's faith. Uh, There's two times that Jesus marveled at the faith of somebody. They were both Gentiles. The centurion of Matthew 8 and Luke chapter 7, there in Capernaum, that asked for healing for their servant, and then also uh, another woman up in um, Tyre and Sidon up in that area. So um, it uh, it's a really incredible story, uh, a man of faith. The other time a centurion is mentioned in a positive light uh, is um, the centurion at the cross of Jesus that said, truly, this is the Son of God, recognized that Jesus was the Son of God. Uh, two other times in the book of Acts, uh, we know that uh, centurions are mentioned, Cornelius, and that's where the gospel came uh, to Cornelius and his family, Cornelius being a centurion. And we know that then the gospels began to spread. They began to realize that this thing called salvation, this thing called the church, uh, is going to spread to the Gentiles as well. And then the centurion that was with Paul at the end of the book of Acts on the boat. So, um, you know, they're mentioned in a positive light when you see that. And it's interesting to to look at that. 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. Hey, give me a call. Love to hear from you. Let me know how you're doing. And uh, the text line is 720-336-0897. But let's go to Eaton where Mike is on line one. Hey, Pastor Jeff, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I I got a quick question. How did heaven and hell work before Jesus came down? Like, did they actually go to heaven when they died before Jesus came, or how did all that work? Well, that's a good question. And they did believe in heaven. They did believe in, you know, um, in eternal judgment as well. We see that, of course, in the Old Testament, and um, we also see it where, for example, um, Moses was told, Moses, you're going to have this last battle with the Midianites, then I'm going to take you home to be with my people. 
Uh, we know that Samuel was told the same thing. He went home to be with his people. That term was used. But I think what we get insight, Mike, uh, is there in Luke chapter 16, where Jesus tells the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And in that story, he tells of uh, Lazarus who died. He was escorted by angels to Abraham's bosom. And then the rich man died, and he was escorted to that place of the unrighteous dead, the um, where he wasn't a believer. And so um, in the Old Testament, uh, they were looking forward to the cross. Their sins were covered as they would bring the sin sacrifices, but their sins were not taken away. That didn't happen until Jesus died on the cross once and for all. That's what the book of Hebrews really emphasizes. You see that phrase, he died once and for all, to take away their sins. But in the Old Testament, the saints, they were saved by faith. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, clear back in the book of Genesis, chapter 15. And we know that when a believer in God, looking forward to um, you know, the Messiah, looking forward to the cross, when they died, they would go to a place that was in the center of earth that is called Hades. Um, and Hades was two compartments, as you read in Luke chapter 16. There is Abraham's bosom, and that's where the righteous would go. There was a chasm between them, and then there was the other side of the unrighteous dead. So here is Lazarus. He's with Abraham. The rich man sees him over there, and he calls out, and he says, Please send Lazarus over here. Have him dip his finger into cool water to touch my tongue, for I'm in torment. And Abraham, he says that, No, this is not going to happen. And then the rich man says, well, will you at least you know, send him, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they come to this place of torment. Abraham said, no, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And, and so we see this story. Some believe it's a parable, but others believe, no, this is an actual story that Jesus is telling because in the parables in the gospel, Jesus never names anyone. Here he names Lazarus. So here is Lazarus in that place um, of paradise. Remember that Jesus said to the thief on the cross that you'll be with me in paradise before the sun has set. And when Jesus breathed his last, he would escort, if you would, the, the thief into paradise, to Abraham's bosom. Ephesians tells us before he ascended, he first what? descended to the lower parts of the earth. So Jesus went to to paradise. He said, this is what you've been waiting for. I died for your sins. He would present his blood to the Father in the, in the tabernacle to, there in heaven. It's accepted. So now that place of paradise is empty. All those who you know were there waiting for Jesus to die for their sins— have now left that place, and they're now in heaven. The other place, the unrighteous dead, they're still there, and they will be resurrected at the end of the millennium reign, when heaven and earth, as you read Revelation chapter 20, when it it passes away, and then the great white throne judgment comes. Uh, This is called the second resurrection. They will be resurrected. They will stand before the great white throne judgment, as we read in the book of Revelation, 
and because of their rejection of Jesus Christ, they will be cast into outer darkness. That will be their final resting place. Now, the Christian today, we look back to the cross, and Paul writes in Second Corinthians chapter 5, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when a Christian today dies, when we take our last breath, when our heart stops, then we go immediately to be with the Lord in heaven. But in the Old Testament time, it was paradise. Hades was two compartments, and um, and that place of paradise is now empty. Okay, so it was their heaven, but not the heaven we know of today. Yeah, it's not heaven today, and all the Old Testament saints are there in heaven. Then you got the whole subject, Mike, of the resurrection. Um, the resurrection, which is eternal life with the Lord, but in a new heavenly body. And that's where people, I think, get a little bit confused. Because at the rapture of the church, the Christians, those who are believers, are going to get their new resurrected bodies. Um, Because Jesus Christ, he rose physically from the grave. That's such an essential, important doctrine that we have in the Christian faith. Uh, And because he resurrected, we have the promise of the resurrection. So when we die now, our spirit goes to be with Jesus in heaven. But at the rapture of the church, we will get a new heavenly body, a celestial body, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed, and that which is mortal will be immortal. And then we'll have the new heavenly bodies that will last forever. And then also in 1 Corinthians 15, you can go through that, and it says that each will be resurrected in their own order. So Jesus, the first fruits, the church being resurrected, the Old Testament saints will get new heavenly bodies. The second resurrection at the end of the millennium reign, you don't want to be a part of the second resurrection. Those are for unbelievers cast into the outer darkness. So it's really quite a subject to study and to look at. And uh, But the main thing for us as believers is that um, the time will come when we will get new resurrected bodies. But for the believer that breathes their last, they go home to be with the Lord. They go home to be with Jesus, and that's the main thing to remember. Yeah. Okay. That answers my question. All right, Mike. You take care, okay? Okay. Thanks, Jeff. God bless you, man. 303-690-3000. The resurrection. Hey, you know, we got the promise of eternal life. We're going to get new heavenly bodies um, looking forward to that, looking for the Lord to come for his church. And uh, when the trumpet blows, we shall all be changed. All means all who are believers in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. That's the speed of light, not the blink of an eye, in the twinkle of an eye that's caused by light reflecting off your eyes. Absolutely amazing um, as um, we have the promise of the Lord. We have so much to look forward to, Christian, and I know it's hard right now. But we got so much to look forward to. Hey, let's go to Louisville. Uh, Kelly on line two. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Um, I'm having trouble kind of summarizing my question, but I'll try to be brief here. Um, so my fiance and I have been, we've been together for eight years, and we've struggled with finances the whole time. Um, I have a master's in special education, but I'm making like $13, $14 an hour, so we've been struggling to save money. We've been feeling like we don't have the right home to bring a, a child into. Um, 
and things like that. So in December, um, an opportunity came up to take a class in learning how to um, invest in the stock market by reading technical charts and learning how to predict with a very high degree of probability what a stock is likely to do so you can jump on it and, and make some profit and get out. Um, and so I had read a little bit about the Bible's take on the stock market just from some different Christian websites trying to find out what I could and kind of felt like if you approached it with the right discipline that it would be money earned as opposed to, like, gambling. But I'm just really struggling because it feels like idolatry to money, and I'm trying to spend enough time with God and, and put that first in my life. And um, I'm just, like, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm doing the right thing. Like, it kind of feels like an opportunity from God for us to get our finances in order. And like I said to a friend, I'd love to make tons of money so that I can, like, pay this one friend's rent and help this other person with their, their dental work they need done and things like that. But it's just not going well right now, and I'm wondering if it's even – I don't know. So I just wanted your thoughts on, on investing and, and God's take on spending your time right. earning money, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I was trying to make it my full-time yeah. job in this COVID stuff, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen guys get really involved in, in different schemes and marketing schemes. And I think any time that we invest, there's to me, the Bible, this is what Proverbs 28 says, that a faithful man will be richly blessed, but one eager will get rich, will not go unpunished. It speaks of the get-rich-quick mentality, looking at an investment as a long-term plan for the future. Um, there's nothing wrong with planning for the future. There's no, nothing wrong with investing. First of all, we should make priority investing in the kingdom of God. Jesus says, store up your treasures in heaven, not just your treasures here on earth, uh, because thieves can break in and steal, moths come in and eat, rust destroys, but store up your treasures in heaven, um, because <clears throat> storing up investment in heaven, the returns are out of this world, <laughs> um, um, is what one pastor I remember used to say, Kelly, and it's true. So the priority is uh, we should in, in invest in the kingdom first of all. But here in this world, is it wrong investing? Um, we know that in Second Corinthians, Paul says, and he's speaking in this whole chapter about giving to the Lord, but he says, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. Um, the context is speaking about investing in a relationship with the Lord, but um, also we know that um, that we can invest as well. Uh, we know that the shrewd servant, the parable of that Jesus speaks about, but there's always warning given that you don't just have a love for money. That's where you get into trouble. It's the love of money that um, causes all kinds of evil. It's the root of all kinds of evil, not that you have money. So I think right. as you do it prayerfully, as you do it, um, you know, I've invested in stocks. Um, we've invested, you know, towards our future. Um, bless, you know, is the man that leaves an inheritance to his children's children. There's nothing I don't believe that's wrong with that, planning for the future. Um, and Paul would say in Ephesians chapter 5, work with your hands that you may have something to give to others, to be able to invest and then be a good steward of what God has given to you. I think it, it's really the heart that you have and the mentality that you have, but you don't want to end up like the rich fool, the guy who said, 
I'm going to build bigger barns to store up my grain and take my ease and eat, drink, and be merry. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, and then he died. And here's the tragedy, Kelly. The tragedy wasn't that he had money or bigger barns. The tragedy is that he wasn't rich towards God. So I think, and the whole, you know, and this is another subject, the whole prosperity, you know, gospel that has been in the church and infiltrated the church for the last 40, 50 years, so many Christians have gotten sucked into it, wanting to be wealthy, naming and claiming it, um, that it has really ripped them off spiritually. It's such a scam. Send me your seed faith and you'll get a hundredfold. Listen. There's nothing wrong with investing responsibly, but always that our priority is investing in heaven. Our inv- priority is always seeking the kingdom first. Then all these things will be added unto you. And if the Lord bless those investments that you're planning for your future, praise him and be a good steward of what God has given to you. Um, but there have there's plenty of wealthy people in the scripture that were godly. Abraham was one. He had many servants, and he was called uh, a friend of God. We know that David was wealthy. He had a heart after God. Solomon was wealthier than anyone who ever lived. He wore golden sandals, and he was one that had the wisdom of God. Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus were both wealthy, prominent men in the nation, and they risked everything to take care of the body of Jesus when he died on the cross. And it would cost them. So what really is their priority? And I believe that the Lord, he keeps riches from people because it will destroy them spiritually. I mean, I want to be rich. We would. What I mean by that is a lot of us would take the goods and run, and we would forget about the Lord. So whatever you do in investing, that you trust the Lord with your riches like anything else, you give freely, you give cheerfully, be a good steward of what God has given to you. Remember, it all belongs to him. Every good gift comes from above. And and that you'd be a good steward, um, not being motivated by greed or love of money, uh, because it'll get you in trouble. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and can I just ask you for a quick prayer for my fiancé and I? I'm pretty recently saved, and he just kind of came back to Jesus after being pretty backslidden. Um, can you just say a prayer for us to, to grow in our faith and, and not be so worried about, and especially for him to not be so worried about giving away what what we've worked hard to save? Because I feel yeah. like we could be helping people a lot more than we are right now, and I know, whatever's yeah. in your heart. But. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, here's the thing, Kelly, for you and your fiancé to remember. You guys are rich. You are rich because you have Jesus. And there are some people that I tell they don't have two dimes to rub together at the end of the month, but they have Jesus and they're wealthy. But whatever the Lord has given to you, as you go to him, it's amazing what he'll do and prompt your heart. Lord, this is yours and we give it to you for you to just, um, you know, as we want to give, because then you're storing up your treasure in heaven and there's great reward. Invest in the kingdom and, um, and that delights the Lord. One thing that you'll find, Kelly, is you cannot outgive the Lord. You cannot outgive the Lord. So give to him and and give what, you know, as you tithe, as you give your offerings. And Father, I do pray for Kelly. I just pray that you and would 
just give her wisdom and give them a piece um, that the key is not to let the money manage them, but they would manage the money in a way that is pleasing to you. And Lord, her fiance, as they come together, I pray that I thank you for Kelly's just come to know you. Her fiance has come back to you. Keep them in a place of Lord, just giving to others, being good stewards of what you have given to them. And even as Jesus said, if we can't be good stewards of the unrighteous manna, how can we be, you know, good stewards of, of the heavenly manna? And so, Lord, I pray that you would just give them wisdom, direction, and peace, that they would store up their treasures in heaven, first of all. And, Lord, whatever you bless them with, however you bless them, that, Lord, that they would know it all belongs to you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Hey, listen, you guys, stay close to the Lord. Trust in Him. Look to Him in our finances. And as I said, the key is don't let the money manage you. You manage the money. And you do it in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. So keep in touch, all right? Hey, God bless you, everyone. We're coming to the end of the show. Um, I pray that you have a great week. I pray that you are healthy, that you are doing well, uh, and um, stay close to the Lord. And, and we are to give him everything in every area of our lives, whether it's our finances, our health, um, whatever it is. And he is going to bless you. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you. God bless you. It's good talking with you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. God bless you. Stay in the Word of God. And we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.